Hey, it's me, Nasser. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I have the amazing Rihanna Jarrett on on the episode. So um, say hi, Rihanna. Hello, everybody. How are we? <laughs> I'm Scream. Rihanna currently prays for Brighton. Um, so we're going to talk about all of that and all her glory and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's this intro done. Ticked off. Grand. Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no I actually I actually have to do it like that because I spent an hour talking to my friend Sam and someone else actually and then at the end I was like oh let me introduce you and he was like you know I've been here for like over an hour like I was like yeah sure if they don't know who you are by now you need it for the you need it for the people you get me just teasing teasing season that but yeah how's life Oh, good. I'm going to say quiet, but I suppose like my quiet and everyone else's quiet is different. At, Why? What's your quiet? Moment. I mean, like apart from football, like it's all quiet, but football yeah. is like go, go, go in yeah. terms of nothing's changed there. It's just life outside of football, like everyone else has come to a complete halt already, I mm. suppose. That's mad. And like, would you use be training every day? Like, um, so yeah, we train. So our typical schedule would be we usually play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We'd have recovery or a top-up session on Monday. So if you play more than a certain amount of minutes, you'll just do recovery, active recovery. If you don't play, you'll do a bit of a blowout on the pitch um, mm-hmm. or in the gym or both, depending. And then we're usually off Tuesdays. Um, double day Wednesday will be pitch and gym in the afternoons. Off Thursday, double day again Friday, um, training saturday mornings and then you either travel saturday if you're playing away or you have to stay overnight or you just made up then for the game sunday if we're mm. around that's pretty normal schedule for like yeah like a professional athlete so that, yeah i mean to me it doesn't seem i thought you'd probably be doing two a days like two a days to me well that would be more pre-season wouldn't it would you, would yeah, you have been doing that like, um Pre-season, yeah, um, kind of summertime it would have been. But once you're in season, it's all about, like, monitoring the load, spiking. Yeah, true. And, like, and even play. even before then, like, obviously because you live with some of the girls you play with, like, do you have, like, meetings and stuff outside that? Or is everything done around training and then you're off to for the rest of the day unless you have to come back? Literally everything's around training time. So we get our schedule, like, two weeks in advance. So we mm-hmm. know what we have. The only thing that differs would be, like, meeting times. Mm-hmm. so we might have we have meetings um in the mornings or and then sometimes we might have some at lunch so before mm-hmm. the gym or before we before we head home other than that we might have some virtual obviously the way everything's going yeah we might have some virtual meetings kind of on our days off but um our days off are usually our, our days off just do whatever you want yeah. that's nice and how you finding it anyway it's what a year in now i saw your post the other day yeah just 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 a year here now it's mad like I think when I first got here I was here what like six weeks Mm. and then the whole world shut down so I was like probably just about finding my feet at that point and then Mm. I went home for what like four months wait Um, did you have to come back home no so as soon as like the world shut down we were Mm. like right we're going home because there was so much uncertainty we just knew that our league wasn't going ahead so Mm -hmm we could have stayed here like our house was still here our house was ours we still lived in it mm-hmm. it was still provided by the club but all of the international players decided now we were going home to be yeah. obviously with 
our family because obviously all everyone else had gone home to their respective houses. Oh yeah, true. So we weren't having training because England went into full lockdown. We weren't mm. allowed. Like obviously the rules were quite strict at the time. So we figured it was best to just go home and we just had like a virtual program to do. Obviously no one knew how long that was going to last. And mm. I ended up being home from the end of March up until the kind of start middle of July. I feel like I know um, this, but last year was such a blur. Well, yeah, I mean? I've seen you a few times, like, because I did go to, like, huge training. When was that? Did you? Back in, yeah, like, June? June, July? Was I there? I've seen you, like, once, twice, maybe? Was I moving mad yeah, in you... June? You're no, I was definitely, I, I was definitely, <laughs> hey, relax. Like, I've, I've calmed down so much, Re. can't even tell me I'm moving mad. I'm a little, I'm a little quiet girl, you know, I'm just chilling. But um, that's mad, yeah. And how, like, how was that? Because were you injured when you first went over? Yeah, so I had, like, a slight niggle from the November previous. So I was only kind mm. of back running a few weeks when I actually signed. So, mm-hmm. one, I was a shock to the system coming over. Um, yeah. I wasn't fit and ready to play I hadn't played since the cup final in November so that mm-hmm. was bad um, but I was under no pressure to be fit to and ready to play like... yeah it was kind of like we'll um, get treatment we'll mm-hmm. have a like a return to play protocol and then once I'm ready to play then we'll see where I'm at um, yeah. and I was lucky that there was a cup game just before lockdown happened mm-hmm. um, so we played the team from the championship Play Crystal Palace, um, mm. and I was able, to, I think, seventy minutes in that, which was, which was good. Um, that was my first game since November, so obviously I was delighted. Um, yeah, and then I needed it, um, went into an international break, and then went home for four months. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> like, I feel like to like football wise, I want to say two thousand twenty, but I think it would have started two thousand nineteen for you. Like, let's talk about that because usually what I've done with everyone else, I've started from like you were born you play soccer you get me but I feel like 2019 was probably like end of 2019 into 2020 was like probably your best season yet right your most your most notable season would you say that um so you're probably looking at obviously the way the season runs in Ireland mm-hmm. is you start in March you're filming and yeah. finish in November so you're looking at probably the 2018 season was when I started to find yeah. my feet starting mm-hmm. to to kind of score goals I was getting better but I was still kind of like living in that kind of like injury pass sort of mm. thing but I was happy to be back playing and then I think my first proper full pre-season would have been the 2019 season yeah and then kind of like summer 2019 I met up with a nutritionist I had a new strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. and from there I was just kind of like tidying up what I needed to tidy up in order to get fitter mm. um be a better player to stay in the international setup and obviously to help the youth as much as I can I think it was mm. summer it's okay you don't care about us it's fine just go and stay in Brighton in it just enjoy yourself I hope you're good yeah you're good yeah you're right come good good good, good, good. yeah hey, I miss my fam no, you're good go on but um I think it was like summer 2019 I had it in my head I was like I'd like to eventually see can I go professional see could I play somewhere and mm-hmm. I think I spoke with Louise Quinn and the Irish team at, at the time and she put me in contact with her agent mm. and it was kind of like the latter end of the 2019 season we were like kind of putting some plans in place to see if I mm. could get a couple of trials 
and I had a couple of trials lined up for the November when the season finished mm. but picked up a little niggle and I could go but at that point I was probably the fittest I was probably playing the best that I personally was playing and um, I'm probably in the best shape that I've been in and um, so then when I got that little niggle it was kind of like a little setback but I was for the opportunity that Brighton still gave me an opportunity to come over in the January and even when I wasn't fit to play wasn't ready to play they still took a leap of faith and decided to sign me mm. and I think there was doubts I was doubtful whether I wanted to sign because I wasn't fit to play I knew I wasn't going to give the best of me mm. and I think it was just conversations with my family and, and some close friends that kind of like made me realize like why am I why am I even considering turning down a chance yeah. to go play mm-hmm. football like whether I'm fit or not and but the, at the same time you obviously you obviously want to be the best version of yourself at, at, at all points do you know what I mean yeah literally you want like I didn't want to go there and have like that like laying over me I wanted mm. to get over and put my best foot forward but if you look at how things panned out obviously the coronavirus hit if I had to turn down that opportunity would I have gotten another opportunity in the summer so I'm like yeah you would have been, been running in a field somewhere with us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally so I'm like it's just mad how like it was literally came down to the final day for me to sign yeah. that we decided like we got the paperwork over the line like just in time but mm. it's definitely like it wasn't an easy decision to make I knew mm. I wanted to make it I didn't know whether I was ready or, or what would happen but it, it's definitely the best decision and it came at the right time for me yeah. then as well but I'm still only finding my feet at this level. It's a completely different ball game once yeah. you go to professional self. That's mad. Like even not even knowing all those like intricacies, like looking at it from outside a point of view, it was like your best season in a while, obviously, because you're fit and you're 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 playing. And then what? You ended up top goal scorer like by a mile. Um, not a mile, but a, a lot of goals. Um, in the league, and then after that, we won the cup. So then it was like what a couple of months later. Um, then you got that, and then you got the call up. It just seemed like everything was just the way it was meant to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I remember, I remember when you posted it, or or you told the group or whatever, and it was like I didn't know that you'd like. I I knew at some stage you were gonna go pro in it, but like when you said it I didn't know that you were actively looking but I was like yeah this this makes sense like you know, some, you know, like some people it happens and you're like what the hell like where the hell did that come from but like when you said it I was like I feel like this should have happened earlier do you know what I mean it was something that just like like not even not gassing or anything like it, it genuinely just felt right like from someone that's like your friend like teammate and that like it was just like even but from like an outsider point of view do you know what I mean it genuinely felt like just nothing else made sense do you know what I mean like after such a great season like I would have been disappointed seeing you back with us like yeah. like, like not even not even like that do you know what I mean it was just like and even everything you've overcome and all that like it's just it's just amazing to because it's not the end either do you know what I mean it's a weird one because yeah. it's the end to one thing but it's very much the beginning to something else do you know what I mean and it's it's mad I mean like even sitting here thinking about now I remember you mentioned the cup final and obviously we won and and that like obviously crowned our season Mm -hmm. that year and I remember we were on the bus um from the hotel on the way to the Aviva Mm -hmm. and I was sitting at the back of the bus sitting where I usually sit and I was sitting beside Kylie and we were having the laughs like we were having the crack like all of us like like we usually do just Mm -hmm. going towards any other game we played in the Aviva so it was nothing new we had some mm. new players in that hadn't played before but it was to all you guys I was shitting myself I was like whoa it's like this place is <laughs> big <laughs> but like, it was all good vibes we were all like yeah 
him and then Kylie I just remember she turned to me and she was like are you okay I'm like I don't know she was like you're a bit quieter than what you like bear in mind I'm a quiet person anyways but like she's that's like, a lie you're, you're a crackhead you. man <laughs> you're a bit quieter than I usually are and she was like is it that this could possibly be your last game for the youths because I'm the type of person that keeps my cards very close to my chest there's only a few mm. people that I tell obviously because with a lot of uncertainty I don't want to tell people things are gonna happen unless I know yeah, for sure of that it's gonna happen like mm. so when she said that to me I was like yeah possibly and then I think all the nerves just kind of hit me like at the one time and mm. I was like shit this could be my last game mm. but anyways after that we went and played the game I didn't think about it anymore and I remember I went for the trial early January mm. we met back up with the youths then for like some pre-season testing mm. I remember we were in the IT in Carlo and just left there like a normal day and just figured right I'll see you in a few weeks when we're back mm. and then everything kind of unraveled and sped up I think I had had an offer from Brighton at that point mm-hmm. and I wasn't too sure whether I was going to take it doubts in my mind and I was speaking to Kylie I was speaking to Tom and I was like I'll see you in a few weeks and then everything kind of just spiraled and then it was like right I was in work on the Tuesday Mm. a phone call Tuesday morning saying you need to fly over to Brighton on the Thursday to sign the contract before right. the window ends so I was like shit I was like telling my manager in work that morning I was like look Robbie this is my last day in work mm. I gotta go <laughs> um, didn't get someone else can answer goodbye. their phones literally didn't get a chance to say goodbye to any of the girls any of the youth girls any of you guys because we didn't have training I wasn't at training I literally packed up my two suitcases in the space of wow. two days and was and it was wow. literally as quick as that. Like, and I was like, all right, like, mm. what's happening here? And then I was like, right, I'll get home at some point. Eventually, I'll get to see the girls. We'll have a catch mm. up. We'll be able to chat about everything that goes on. And then, bang, coronavirus hits. I'm home for four months, but obviously, with lockdown. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I wanted to say <laughs> bye. I don't, want, I don't want to be here the whole time. We <laughs> <laughs> still can't see any of my friends. But it was I'm mad. done. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been a it's... whirlwind, but look, no complaints. It's amazing, though. Like, yeah don't complain girl it's grand just chill in it just enjoy your time um but yeah that's amazing it just makes me just so happy like I just get so happy just listen to you say that but um all right let's talk about your international career because club wise you did an amazing internationally you did you did good again like so last year would, would have been your first cap for the senior team am I right or so I got my first cap technically in the first time I played for the senior team was January 2015 that's but that was like an unofficial friendly and in that game I tore my ACL after like 15 minutes oh jeez so that that was January the first time that was the second time so the first Mm -hmm. time I tore it I was underage international so Mm -hmm. that was the second time I tore it then you fast forward to, I think it was March 2016, mm-hmm. get caught back up into the senior team again. We go to a friendly tournament, the Cyprus Cup. I come on against Italy and bang, tear my ACL for the third time. So I would say realistically the start of my international career came when I think it was June 2018. Okay. I called back in for a double header. Um, World Cup qualifiers, double header against Norway. And I played in the second game. I came on for like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, if even. Mm-hmm. 
managed to get through the 10 minutes, managed to finish the game, no problem. <laughs> Fine, celebration. Is that scary, <laughs> coming on that third time? No, for me, I think after doing my recovery the third time, it took a little bit longer than expected, but I think that was the best thing that ever happened. I yeah. think in terms of like mentally ready, physically ready, if I look back, I could have been, should have been a little bit fitter coming back. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like strength and movement, mm-hmm. all that was good around the knee, which was obviously the important part. Yeah. And you're looking, I've been back playing since June 2017. So I've been back playing for a whole calendar year and then was called back up into the international setup. And it was kind of from there then slow and steady. Started to get more minutes and then started to get more taps from there. That's lit. And then when did you start? Because what was it? Was it World Cup qualifiers this year for the Irish team? Because that, that was so, quite a journey in itself, wasn't it? Yeah, the European qualifiers, they started September European 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, September 2019 was our first game. And we played at home to Montenegro. And then that was when the campaign started. I scored my first international goal. That's in, what it was. I knew you had your first something. Yeah, my first my first goal in the October in a home game against Ukraine. That was a mad day. I think we had a sellout crowd in Tala Stadium. We won the game 3-2. We had put ourselves in a good position at that point. Um, we were all buzzing. The country was buzzing. Mm-hmm. But um, unfortunately, we couldn't get over the line come the end of the, the campaign. But definitely a massive learning curve. We've learned a lot about ourselves as a team and individuals and we're just ready to to get going again hopefully mm. soon do you feel like going into the start of that campaign would you have thought of yourself as like kind of one of the starting forwards because that's like for that tournament you, you turned out to be like you started every game didn't you um yeah so I missed one game which was when I had the niggle in November I didn't mm-hmm. play the great game away but um no going into that campaign I still wouldn't have classed myself um, as a starter, Colin Bell stepped down as manager and then Tom O'Connor took us as kind of like an interim manager and he mm-hmm. gave me my first competitive, uh, no, my first competitive start was the uh, the campaign before our last game of the World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. It was the first competitive game that I'd started, um, but Tom gave me an opportunity and then we got a new manager in Vera, Vera Powell, and then I had a really good game against Ukraine that day and then she trusted me then for the remainder of the campaign. That's amazing. So everything just came came together. I keep forgetting that I'm actually talking to you. I'm just, I'm literally just, I'm literally just listening to everything. I'm literally, to me, it's just so, it's so interesting. Like, and just like, I gen, it genuinely just seems like so perfect. Um, What's next then with regards to like um international stuff? Like, is there anything, like what's coming up next this year? It is just so... We're hoping to have a few camps. Um, there's international breaks in... February, April, and June, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the World Cup qualifiers are due to start in September. Mm-hmm. So they're the next biggest thing. Um, obviously, as a nation, we still want to qualify for our first major tournament. Um, and the World Cup is in Australia and New Zealand in 2023. So what a, what a campaign that would be to qualify. And yeah. so obviously, we're hoping. Hoping to get a few camps before the qualifiers. Um, but obviously, with the way COVID is moving at the minute, um everything but it's good like that kind of every country is kind of put elite football as like um what's the word exempt from some of the covid regulations so like for example like if it if it was like 
oh, we couldn't play like in, in National League or something. And then people in England could play, but someone in Spain couldn't play. Like that, I feel like that would make it a lot more just confusing for different teams and definitely yeah. internationals and stuff. But it seems from everyone that I've spoken to, it seems like every every country in Europe anyway and America has has elite teams as like being exempt from all of that. So that's it's definitely a lot better, better news, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at England, obviously it's close to Ireland and obviously mm. I'm, I'm in England at the moment. Um, since football's picked back up, especially for the women. Um, we picked back up again last, what was it, July when we came back for pre-season. Um, mm. Everything has been running smoothly, um, which obviously we're thankful for. Obviously we're in full lockdown um, as a country here in the UK at the minute and we're still able to train, still able to play. So definitely thankful for that. And we're hoping then that obviously with international, we were able to finish out the the European qualifying campaign to roll mm. that. Likewise, we'll be able to to get some camps in before the the World Cup qualifiers start. But definitely a blessing that the countries are allowing elite athletes and elite sport to, yeah. to carry on. It's a definitely saving grace. Oh, definitely. Like I I think that's the only thing that saved me anyway. Like like at some stage I had like burnout last year, but it was mainly because it was just football and and work. So it's like, obviously you're not able to like chill and stuff. Um, Work for you is mad though as well in terms of like- Yeah, fam, people are are crazy. Like, why are you yelling at me? Like big weirdos, like, what are you saying? Literally like sitting on the other end of a phone to to customers is like, it's so like- like, Are you you okay? Like, is is everything, like, are you okay? Like genuinely, like, are you okay? (laughs) like the things people actually call in like some of it i get i understand yeah i I get it i get it i get it i understand but some of them i'm like bro you literally could have just gone on youtube or like people just be like um i know this is not what you do but i just needed help and you guys are so nice here in customer service like do i call argos about tree like do you know what i mean but then I don't mind, like, those sort of calls, you can be like, all right. No, you no, no, can, because like, it ends up being an email call for an hour. It's <laughs> I don't even mind them ones. I think it's the ones where people are screaming down the phone at you and you can't even get a word across, a point you're across. And they're not listening to what you're saying. It's them ones. Them ones I couldn't. How did, how did you deal with that? Because I forgot you, like, I only literally only just remembered that you worked there. You worked there for, like, what, like, four years, three years? No, I wasn't. No, I was only in H Tech for like eight months, and then I moved to another. Oh, another place. That was, that was phones as well, but it wasn't like H Tech was call after call after call. Yeah. And I done like ten hour shifts, so you're like ten hours of dead. Calls. So I moved then to Equifax, who mm. I'd maybe take ten calls a day, mm. and the rest are like written queries, emails, online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, So, so you can be passive aggressive, like. Yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. And like, even after a call, like you'd have time to write up your notes or mm. finish off what you needed to do for that customer. Whereas in HTEC, it was like, right, call done. You've what, seven seconds before your next call's coming? If that, like. Yeah. But yeah, look at you now. They, they, when, when they were <laughs> shouting at you on the phone, you should have told them, I'm, I'm going to be with y'all in, in England. Don't chat to me like that. I'm Rihanna. Just... I, actually, I actually got chatting to when I was in Equifax, mm-hmm. so I was chatting to an, Eng- an English lady um, about something that appeared on her credit report, whatever. So she got chatting and she asked me, what do I do? She goes, outside of work, you must do something. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I actually play football. So I think from then we were just chatting about football. She was a big Chelsea fan. She was an old lady. She 
lived in Chelsea. He was a big Chelsea fan. And we just got chatting about football for about like 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Kind of forgot where we were and then got back to her query then. But it was just like a breath there, of fresh there's actually, There's actually, I'm not even going to lie yet. The, the job is annoying. But the amount of people, there's more nice people than bad people. Yeah. But the bad people yeah, just absolutely. outweighs it. Like, and literally, yeah. I, I could be talking to some people for hours on end. And like, like those ones, like, like only one person has ever known who I was. But it was like, <laughs> uh, and I was cringing as well because she was, she was, she was transferring a call. She's from Wexford, transferring a call to me. Yeah, that wasn't meant to be transferred. But then she noticed my name. <laughs> And then she was just like, oh my God, you're Nessa. Like you were in that, you were in the, um, in the article, like during like Black Lives Matter and everything. Oh, and I was like, yes, oh, yes. please. Like, oh, I don't like talking about stuff like this. Like just, oh, thanks. I'm man. Just, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll give you my autograph later. Chill, chill. No, I'm kidding. Um, she was just like, she was like going on about it for ages. I was like, yeah, it's nice. Like talking about my life. I was like, yeah, cool. And then she, I was like, oh yeah. So um, like, what does the customer need? When she explained it, I was like, I can't, e- I can't even be rude now because this woman clearly knows who I am. So yeah, I had to. It was pointless, <laughs> like, because I was just like, I just, I was just like, oh, I don't like, I don't like confrontation. So I was like, I don't have to have to deal with telling you that after you've spent like twenty minutes like gassing me up, like, do you know what I mean? And then even today, <laughs> like even today, some guy answered a call. He was like, I was like, oh, hi. Like he, he transferred the call as well from Wexford. You guys in Wexford don't do anything, man. Um, hey. And he goes, and he literally goes, I'm oh, in the bracket. <laughs> people alone, right? I'm screaming. Like he literally goes, he's like, oh, hi, Vanessa, Vanessa. Oh. He's like, oh, you're Nigerian. I goes, yeah, I can see from your name as well. You're Nigerian, bro. Like just pure <laughs> Yoruba name. He goes, he started laughing. I was like, oh, what's, what's wrong? Like. He goes, oh, I feel so bad. He's like, this call's meant to go to Apple. I was just gonna stick it on you guys and lie. I goes, what? Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then we ended just talking, and then he's like, yeah, 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 I'll just go back to his customer and just tell them, just tell them that there's nothing I can do. Which is, I was like, why couldn't you just tell them that it's Apple in the first place? Like, why are you giving me more headaches, man? But I don't know. Because th- most people don't listen. It's like, right? They're like, can you transfer me to Apple? But no, we're not supposed to ring Apple. Yeah, it's exactly. like, I'm gonna give you the number and you can call Apple and they're like no so then they just still stay they're just phone. like oh so you think that I meant it like I meant to talk to Apple like I took the contract out with you I'm like okay but yeah, you have an Apple phone. Gave me the phone exactly yeah. and, like, fam, and people like people bring up like the dumbest laws like they're just like yeah so um as a citizen I'm like you first of all if you want to start talking laws you're not like eligible for anything like you're just trying to shit right now <laughs> like but yeah um that's pretty much it on the football side of things. I was gonna, I was gonna touch on like ACL and that, but you pretty much touch on that. Like, I feel like you, like, you have to like tell everyone that like every time you go so grand, we won't, we won't no, make. That's you... the old me. We're past you know that. I mean, we're past new, that. new girl, me new and girl. Me and you, we're past that. No, but I have, I have one question though. Yeah, if you had to choose, would you have an ACL tear or would you have a child? An ACL tear. I ain't ready for have no child. An ACL tear. I have Why? I think I'm at, you think, right? I tore my ACL first when I was 18, right? Mm-hmm. I was in first year of college. Mm-hmm. I could barely look after myself at that point. Fair enough. And you think about giving me a baby at at that age. But you think about 
No, you think about But you wouldn't have had the baby at that age You'd have had the baby nine months later So you'd have nine months to pattern up like At at 19 possibly, right? But then your whole thing changes Because you don't My main focus right now is me Yeah, I feel that still You think about I've had I've turned my ACL three times You think about if I had I had three babies Where's my focus? Okay, but but, Okay, take away the babies from it Like just being pregnant (laughs) So I mean, like, let's say, and oh man, no, this is this is actually getting too too sticky now because because my my answer is practical, right? My answer is yeah, exactly. But I don't yeah. want something that makes sense. Why are you making sense? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without. Do you know what? Scrap it. Yeah, ACL tear, ACL tear. I don't. I don't want to explain what I need to explain. Right. So, would you rather tear ACL or be pregnant? Are you asking me? Yeah. I don't ask her questions like that. This is my podcast. I'm asking the questions. I'm not going to lie. I can't hear you, dog. Can you hear me? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> can you hear Hello. me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> can you see I can't me? hear you. <laughs> oh, I can hear you now. What the hell? What the hell happened there? Could you hear me that whole time? Can you hear me? I can hear you now, but I couldn't hear yeah, you. Yeah, I can hear you the whole time. I'm screaming, and I was screaming, isn't it? I personally <laughs> don't answer questions that I need to think about. Technically, ACL is the right answer. But if I use the thinking I was using, pregnancy is the answer. But I'm not explaining that because... It's tough. Explain it. Explain it. Just explain. Oh, just be, just because, like, I don't know, like, just the ACL process for me was just long, like, 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 you know, like, when you're not pregnant, you're not pregnant. You get me? So when you have the baby, or what happens, you're done. You're done then. Yeah, I get you. When you, when you're, when you tear your ACL, there is the pre part where you really don't believe that you've torn your ACL. And I'm telling people that I'm going to be playing on Sunday and they're looking at me sideways. And then there's the actual surgery part. You get the surgery and then you're like, okay, I have a new ACL. I should just be able to come off this bed and walk. For example, in pregnancy, I have the child. I now live my life. So I can get you. I can leave it. I can go. There's no aftermath in terms of you as a. No, I mean, physically. Like, yeah, 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 I get you. That's, like, that, that's valid. See, like it makes sense, mm-hmm. kind of, somehow. Kind of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then after, Probably. after you're done in the in the in the surgery room, then you have to go to PT for the next like 16 months. I'm telling my trainer that I'm ready. They're saying no, you're not ready. We go four months. Then I'm like, bro, can I go? Like, and then when you actually start playing, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then you come back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's just it's just such a long process. But being pregnant is like, I right, nine months done. Serena Williams thing, come back. I'm ready, bro. Have a little cute thing on the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's how I see it anyway. Especially when Serena makes it look so easy. Is that right. I mean, like she just pops out a child and then bang, she's back to winning. Like best in the world. I'm to trying be. to be like her, bro. But yeah, do you have anything else to plug? Nah, all else is quiet, man. Yo, actually, Elvery's ambassador, do you not put in that? Yeah, you didn't even, you didn't even like do up a scam and let me win or anything. Like, 
Hey, that's you're not the only one to say that to me. I got that's too many rude. Friends. Nah, yeah, Rihanna just goes to Brighton. I am genuine. I am genuine. She said, Wexford, nah, where genuine. is that? Where is that? I don't nah. remember that. Nah, Manuel literally nah. tagged me like six minutes. Like, does it, he definitely has your, your page <laughs> on notifications. Like, like six seconds into it. <laughs> I like, feel like he's one of my biggest fans. No, he's like been Respect one of your that. biggest fans. Like been one of your biggest fans. <laughs> like, he like you will do something. And I remember I was in the, in America and you'll play and he'll come and he'll he'll send me a text or he'll send me your post. He goes, Rihanna scored the blah 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 today. What are you doing? I goes, Hello. <laughs> are you my brother or her brother? Like, what's going on here? Like, what is actually happening? <laughs> But yeah, no, we love to see it. More, more ambassadors, more life in that. 2021, next levels. Okay, that's what we want. More goals. Congrats on your goals on, on, the, on the weekend. Want to see more of those, you know. But yeah, it's great speaking to you, Ree. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, I'm going to tag Rihanna in the descriptions and stuff. And you guys can follow her. You know, she might be giving away like money, PS5s, and that you never know. It's next level. We're not on our level anymore. Um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening and see you guys again.